Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Wednesday, September the 12th. It is 2012, of course. <laughs> this is episode number 117 of Purple Mafia. I am, of course, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Dylan Richardson was kind enough to mention me at the beginning of the introduction. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board for my, well, my fifth season of Purple Mafia. Fifth season of Purple Mafia. That is incredible. We are already, yeah, in full in full bloom here. This is regular season football. Here we go. Sixth season overall. Covering the team, of course, first year was on YouTube. Yeah. First year was on YouTube, and then 2008 started covering the Vikings on Purple Mafia via the podcast airway. Thanks to none other than Dylan Richardson, who is the executive producer of thesportstuff.com. Appreciate him always, and he was available. He was on board on the previous show, a season preview. If you haven't gotten around to it, do give it a check out. Episode number 116, of course, Dylan Richardson and I made our picks of who's going to win the Super Bowl, of course, who's going to win the NFC North, how the Vikings are going to do, Bears, um, Lions and Packers, yeah, that team. You know, we just got all that conversation going, so yeah, highly recommend you check that out if you can. Uh, hey, <laughs> listenership, a nice rebound on the previous show. Very, very cool. Thank you guys out there for being kind enough to check me out, listen to this show, and be loyal listeners, those of you out there that have been that. Uh, we've got a new caller today. Yeah, there are four callers total, which I believe is a new record. I'm, I've, I've had three maybe a few times, but four callers today. So, uh, gosh, now my hands are a little full here. I better get moving, right? Better get on to this thing. Yeah, we have Bryce uh, from southwestern Minnesota. That is going to be really cool. We're going to talk to him, of course. Uh, Anthony from L.A., Brent Jacobson makes his triumphant return, as he liked to tell me in a text. <laughs> Brent Jacobson, really cool. Yeah, he hasn't called in since, I think, the 2010 season um, when he was like, children should just quit. I think that was his last call, in, and it was an awesome call. So welcome back, Brent Jacobson. And, of course, a new mainstay, Sebastian Balls, returning again. Very cool. Yeah, Anthony from L.A., who, uh, yeah, was one of the better callers, of course, is yeah, one of the great listeners of the show. Thank you for returning, Anthony. We're going to get to his call very soon. In fact, we better get moving. <laughs> we better get the move on right away. Uh, yeah, it was a nice win for the Vikings. They got in the overtime. I'm not going to come in here and tear the team to pieces. You know, even if they lost, I wasn't going to. My expectations certainly aren't what they were. 
about two years ago, going into the 2010 season, uh, last year my expectations were immediately uh, just kind of whatever. They were actually a little bit higher because Donovan McNabb was on the Vikings at the time. It's like, oh, here we go, Donovan McNabb. You, you can't go wrong, Donovan McNabb, man. <laughs> yeah, you can go wrong, all right. Oh, if you can imagine people purchasing his jersey, what it was worth within about four or five weeks. Oh, about five cents. Yeah, that was about an $80, $80 failed investment right there, or even more. Feel bad for you. I just bought a t-shirt figuring, hey, he's only going to be here a couple of years, and he's certainly not a Brett Favre. So I just bought a t-shirt and haven't really worn that since October last year. Anyhow, here I go rambling again, though. It is on topic for the most part. Vikings look okay. Christian Ponder looks like a starting quarterback. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but now it's your guys' turn to talk. Let's start out with, yeah, let's start out with Bryce. Hey, this uh, message is for Joey Purple Mafia. Um, this is new caller uh, Bryce from uh, um, basically southeast Minnesota, Red Wing, Rochester area. Um, I just wanted to call and tell you I'm, I love your podcast. You're basically the go-to guy for Minnesota sports for me. Um because I'm not too impressed with the ESPN Twin Cities podcast. Um, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to call and, you know, let you know that people are listening. You know, I'm new. I just started this summer. I I listen not to all your podcasts. I, you know, I check to make sure when new ones come up. But um, I want to keep it short. But, uh, um, yeah, my – the Vikings or whatever, my girlfriend went to high school with uh, – Marcus Sherrill's, uh, John Marshall Rockets, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised he's still on the team. Um, but you know, I guess I'm just a hater. But I'm <laughs> I'm uh, kind of surprised, uh, you know, that he's still on there. I'm not too impressed with his kick returns. It doesn't seem like he ever really does anything. But um, you know, who knows? He could break out this year. Who knows? Um, Toby Gerhardt uh, sucks. I don't like him. I'm not impressed by him. Uh, I never see him make any good runs. I'm surprised he's a, or a HB. He should be a fullback or, I don't know, maybe a tight end. He needs to drop some weight and, or something because he can't run and he's got lead feet. But, uh, yeah, I'm just not too impressed by him. So if you can, you know, enlighten me on if he's good or not or if I'm just totally missing that. Uh, and then uh, Greenway, I know you don't care too much for Greenway, it seems like, uh, he had a good game uh, this other day against Jaguars, uh, but uh, you know, uh, let me know if you think he's overrated or something or whatever. You know, he's one of my favorites on the team. You know, along with Allen, of course. But um, yeah, I was impressed with the win um, that we had. You know, I'm, I thought it was going to be same old Vikings when they let the Jaguars score with 20 seconds left, and I was like, oh great, you know, but. I was impressed that Blair uh, Walsh kicker uh, sent him down the middle, so he seems like he's a good pickup. But, uh, yeah, so I don't want to go too long, but uh, just letting you know that I'm listening, and uh, I'll try to call in if I have any um, um, thing to say or whatever. All right, keep it up. Thank you. And I thank you all so very much for that call in, uh, Bryce. Uh, Forgive me, my bad. Southeast Minnesota, I said. I believe I said Southwest a minute ago. Yeah, it's so like the Red Wing area. That's a pretty cool place. You know, I like Lake City. That's kind of a shout-out, I guess, to that area. I personally like Lake City an awful lot. Um, 
I like Lake Pepin and all that. It's pretty cool. Lots of <laughs> sours, I believe they're called. They're, they're relatives to walleyes. They're very cool looking fish. Not as pretty, but anyhow, let's move on. Um, yeah, you, you listen to all the shows, do you, Bryce? I think that's what you, it sounds like that's what you said. Uh, so you check out Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild? Yeah, Timberwolves Explosion is so much fun. And, of course, Brave the Wild, there's going to be a lot of exciting hockey to talk about in the coming year with the Zach Parise. No, Zach Parise now, that's how you really say it. And uh, Sutter, you can't really go wrong with those guys. Uh, very cool additions to that team. But, anyhow... To the Vikings, yeah. I mean, thank you, though, uh, Brent. Really nice to meet you. Very cool to hear. I mean, that's it's wonderful to wonderful to meet you. Wonderful to know you're out there listening. And thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you don't like the ESPN shows around here? I can understand that for the most part. Um, yeah, a, a, a lot of the shows around here, it seems like they don't... I swear, they get paid money to get it behind the mic and just BS. They don't even really talk about anything. You know, I mean, ESP, the ESPN one's probably a little more sporty than KFAN. I like KFAN and Paul Allen, but, I mean, the, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the good part about podcasts, you know, you're going to actually talk about sports, not about, you know, <laughs> talk about your, your kids or something. I mean, no offense, but, I mean, if you're just going to come on the air and talk about your kids for, for an hour, well, okay. Sorry for saying that. I know I'm out of line a little bit, but. Yeah, not even the kids. It's more or less other junk, like activities going on that mean nothing to anybody else. Uh, anyhow, and I'm burying myself here very quickly. <laughs> Marcus Sherrills is probably not the best. Uh, yeah, he's he's he, he barely made the team. I was a little bit surprised as well. I kind of thought one of the other sleeper guys was going to make it. Or shocks Chris Carr. Why did Chris Carr not make it? Again, yeah, I mean, they saw him as a nickelback. Didn't even make the team at all. But Marquez Sherrills did, and he's not even that good of a returner. Okay, um, I guess there's something they like about him more than Chris Carr. Maybe Chris Carr is just done. And again, no, <laughs> I said the kids part. Excuse me, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just it's off topic. That's the main idea. They get off topic too much, which I am doing right now. Uh, you don't like Gerhardt very much. Uh well, he showed some signs last year of being pretty good in the preseason. He broke through. He's kind of like a up-the-middle, get-some-yards type of guy. He's definitely not going to blow anybody away or anything, but he's definitely showed promise last year when Percy, uh, excuse me, Adrian Peterson was out. Man, speaking of Percy Harvin, it seems like he's going to be like the... He, he might be the third running back around here more than uh, Matt Asiata, who I liked a little bit. Um... Yeah, I mean, Gerhardt's you got numbers last year weren't anything spectacular. And the most disappointing stat is he only had one touchdown despite the extra playing time late last season with Adrian out with uh, all those <laughs> torn ligaments, namely the ACL and MCL. That was quite frustrating for him. But, yeah, I mean, I, I it looks like in a lot of ways Gerhardt's going to look worse with Peterson back in there too. And, of course, Harvin being Mr. Everything. We're going to talk about him quite a bit today. Overall, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of what, what you uh, addressed. So, thank you very much for that uh, call, Bryce. Very nice to meet you. And, um, okay, yeah, keep calling. Keep calling. Thank you. Keep listening. <laughs> keep listening to the shows. I need I need each and every one of you, quite honestly, even though the show's numbers are improving in a nice way. Uh, so, now we're going to move on to Brent Jacobson. Yes, the triumphant return of Brent Jacobson. Yes, this is for the Purple 
Purple Mafia Show. Joey, Brent, Jacobson here. Long time no calling, I know. Wow. 20 seconds ago, Shorts catches that pass right in front of where I was sitting. I was like, ah, bleep. We lost. Me and my buddy get up to go to the, visit the used beer department. Had to leave. What an idiot we were. Or get to our car and turns out, Oh, we're in overtime. What a win. Observations. Peterson, machine. Dang, man. Peterson's a machine. Honda looks pretty good. Uh, Ethan looked, like, looked pretty good except for on third down. And Mercedes Lewis. All in all, a win is a win, baby. A win is a win. And welcome back, Brent. Welcome back to Pro Mafia. I missed you. Yeah, it's been about a year and a half or a little bit more than that. But, uh, yeah, good stuff as always. Very cool. Um, Yeah, after the Jacksonville touchdown, that's kind of funny. I mean, I I felt the same way. It's like, we lost. It's over. I mean, who really in their right mind is going to say the Vikings are going to win the football game after something like that? Yeah, right, you know, but they did. 20 seconds, they did. Okay, I just spoiled it for those out there that, yeah, we're going to get to the game review shortly. I almost should should take the calls after the game review. That might be a strategy change in the future. We'll see. Maybe, actually, I should. Um, So I don't get too much into it before the actual game review. But anyhow, uh, yeah, Adrian Peterson, yeah, he was all over the place. The guy doesn't look like he missed a beat at all. Um, some of people out there might think he did, but at the same time, <laughs> he really doesn't look like he's Mr. B at all. I mean, really, this guy had an ACL tear last year? I mean, you've seen so many guys like Terrell Davis and other players that were so good before they had an ACL tear, and they came back the next year or whatever, year and a half later, and were virtually garbage. I mean, they I mean, sorry to say, but they were ineffective players. They were... Oh, I'm, now I'm forgetting his name, and I'm uh, Ontario Smith level, where the guy just sucked. He 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 was worthless. I mean, well, the more at times is okay, but overall wasn't that good either. Yeah, they look like guys like that, like second, third string guys that really, you know, two yards in a cloud of dust. Copyright Dan Cole of KFAN. Oh, I mentioned KFAN again. Uh, Christian Potter, yeah, he's okay. Okay in the first half, nothing great. Second half, very, very good. Overall completion percentage, 74%. Yeah, Christian Ponder is a, is a good quarterback. Not a phenomenal quarterback, but he is a good quarterback. And I'm um, very intrigued. We'll continue. A win is a win. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Because a loss is a loss, too. I mean, those losses last year in these ex- exact, well, very uber similar type situations... Well, they bleeped up the whole year completely, despite, you know, I mean, we were winning the whole game against Jacksonville, or excuse me, against San Diego and lost, winning the whole game against Tampa Bay, lost, winning the whole game against Detroit, lost, and so on and so forth. I mean, the Vikings came off to a horrendous start last year, and they lost every game by like three points or a touchdown at the, on the last play of the bleeping game. In this case, hey, <laughs> There was 20 seconds left. Hey, you know, and the fact that you can get down the field that much to win the game. Okay, I'm already screwing up, but you get the idea. We'll get back to that very shortly. We're, yeah, we'll get to it when it when it matters. So now, yeah, thank you again for the call in, Brad. You got me going, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's why you're a damn good caller. 
Uh-huh. Definitely to the point, and I love it. So let's move on to Sebastian Balls, and we will close with Anthony from L.A. After Sebastian. Hey, Joey, Sebastian. I cannot believe we actually won a game, to be honest. Like, I did not think we would win until the Lions at the bust. I know I said that we'd have an okay year, but deep, deep down, I did not think we'd win at all. You know, 20 seconds left, I kind of went off the walls and wasn't too happy when we let up the lead, but Ponder, or the, yeah, Ponder, unspoken hero of the fourth quarter, everybody realizes the Blair Walsh kick was, which was just insanely long and perfect, but the throws that Ponder had to make to get us into that situation were dead on key and accurate. If we could see more of that every game from him, you know, not necessarily in that situation, but in regulation time, that would just be insane because he could probably cement himself into one of the clutch quarterbacks if he has to do it in that situation again. He could be like a Tebow type, not exactly all the running, but, you know, coming up big in big situations. Uh, touch base on a few other games. Bears utterly slaughtered the Colts, who we have to go to next. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about that game because the Colts are a kind of young team. I think we're a little bit younger. You younger, you can uh, fill me in on that one a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, let's see. The Bears were just insanely good with Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall. The Lions almost lost to the Rams, which would have been like the greatest thing since the Packers lost. Oh, that's right. They did lose to the Niners. Almost forgot about that one. Can't believe they lost. Then yet again, the Niners are an amazing team. And uh, I just want to see more productivity from Ponder. Peterson looks like Adrian Peterson, like I said. You know, coming off of that A and MCL tear, be hard to do, but if there were to be one guy who could actually come back off of that, it would be Adrian Peterson. Our defense looked, eh, in my opinion, kind of okay. I mean, like, we looked good at times, and we looked like a normal defense. Chris Cook looked great until that pass with 20 seconds left in the game. Uh, I like his development so far. Just don't have him go one-on-one in the key. Uh, sorry about that, but if you heard that, vibrating is my phone. Uh, yeah. Uh. And thank you again, Sebastian. Yeah, it seemed like the call got cut off at the end there. Um, yeah, it must have been like at the maximum time or something. I don't know, or earlier you hung up or disconnected or something. So, no, I did not edit out. <laughs> I did not cut him off. So the phone line stopped at that point. Uh, I did edit out the... <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, vibrating phone, that was uber loud, but that, it's okay. I mean, I was able to get it, so no worries. Um, yeah, a lot to get to there. It's uh, So you thought the Vikings weren't going to win until they were playing the Lions. Wow, that's a... Huh. And I thought I was negative. No, I'm kidding. It's a, I don't blame a soul for not being all too confident in the club. Uh, Detroit would be, of course, week four. Really, though? Jacksonville? Well, okay, yeah, maybe. I mean, Jacksonville? We're going to talk about them shortly. 
yeah, I'll get into them shortly. They're, uh, yeah, they, they look better than I thought a little bit. They looked okay. Uh, it was an amazing finish, without a doubt. I mean, that's the main topic of every on everybody's mind at this point. It was an amazing finish. I mean, there's nothing you could say. There's nothing more you could say about it. Ponder absolutely was clutch, and I hope this can become a trend and not a mirage. Absolutely. Um, the Bears beat the Colts. Yes, that was uh, very impressive. That's the team I actually have going to the NFC title game against the Green Bay Packers. If you listen to episode number 116, very cool. Um, that was pretty cool stuff. Uh, the Very good uh, performance by the Bears. Either that or the Colts are just really, really terrible. And the Vikings better get their, better kick their butts and not have a close one with them. We'll see. I mean, I would love to be thrilled to see the Vikings get to 2-0. Um, and yeah, I think the Vikings are younger than the Colts as a whole. I mean, there there's so many young players on this team. You still have the Reggie Waynes and the and the Adais and stuff on Indianapolis, whereas we, well, we have Adrian Peterson and Jared Allen. Those are probably the more veteran guys. Uh, Kevin Williams, I suppose. But I think overall as a whole, the Vikings are younger. I mean, it's kind of like a draft pick team now. The Lions almost lost to the Rams. That was, yeah. I, I don't think Detroit's as good this year as last year. I just don't. No, excuse me. I just don't. I Honest to God, no. That's why I picked the Bears to be 10-6 and six and the Lions to be 8-8. Eight and eight. 49ers, yeah. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers look phenomenal, man. I <laughs> I did not have them going to the NFC title game. I know it's the week one uh, foolery, and, or trickery, we'll say, flukery. There we go. That was the word I was trying to get. That's my co-host, uh, Marcus, <laughs> the forecaster on Timberwolves Explosion would use that term, flukery. Um, but I don't think the 49ers are a fluke. You don't just waltz into Green Bay and kick their butts the way they did. That was pretty awesome stuff. It really was. Into Green Bay, by the way. Yeah. Um, I agree that the defense looked eh. Yeah, it did. The defense was not that good. Either that or Blaine Gabbard is that much better than last year. But no, the defense wasn't that good. No. And it's kind of sad when you have a new offensive or defensive coordinator and that's all you're just going to see in the same crap. I mean, granted, what do I expect though, right? The secondary stunk last year. And it's probably not going to be that much this year. Yeah, I mean, you have a new defensive coordinator and your head coach was a defensive coordinator. So it's like, well, hopefully we can get this figured out sooner than later. So we're going to try to keep moving on here with four calls. I better keep moving. So Anthony from L.A., here we go. And, yes, thanks again, Sebastian, for the call. But here comes Anthony from L.A. Hey. Hey, what's up? Joey. This is Anthony from L.A. Calling in finally. Glad to see you still got the show on. Uh, just wanted to call and talk about a couple of notes on the on the game. I don't want to be too hard on them because it's the first game back for that first half. You know, it's kind of it just looked like they're just a little off rhythm. You know, first game back, give it to them. It's not like they gave up any turnovers or fumbles or anything like that. Uh, just a little off rhythm. So they seem to straighten that out in the second half. Glad to see they had some good plays. Down the field, uh, Kyle Rudolph, big big time involvement in that game, and even Roma should be catching some huge passes, a couple of huge passes, and that one in the in overtime to get him down to about what thirty yarder or something like that. Um, and on defense, uh, Chris Cook, I think he played played real good. He had a sack, a couple of passes batted down, and that play in the end zone. Uh, that, that Jacksonville scored on, I, it was just, that ball was just hanging in the air. It, was, it wasn't a good pass. It was, 
he just couldn't see it. He could use yeah yeah turn around at 360 just to try to knock it down. And he was following the receiver. I thought he was playing good defense. He just the receiver just made a good play on that ball on uh and uh Chad Greenway. He was all over the field, knocking passes down, getting tackles, and also Harrison Smith getting that huge ball, uh, batting down that ball in the fourth uh, in overtime. That was a that was a huge play right there. Okay, Joe, I'll talk to you next week. And welcome back, uh, Anthony from LA. Great to hear from you. Thanks for the call. Always great to hear from you. Um, yeah, I think it's good, very good, strong points there. Yeah, the team looked a little bit, yeah, I mean, they were not so exciting to watch in the first half, to be honest. The second half seemed to be where all the excitement came from, good and bad. Uh, Ponder did have a turnover in the second half. It was a fumble, not an interception. Yeah, so, yeah, at least we didn't turn the ball over, just not much going on. Yeah, I like that you mentioned Devin Aroma should do. Um, some people are talking about him, other people aren't. It was nice to see him actually catching the ball. I mean, the guy's got talent, just sometimes he doesn't catch the damn ball. He's kind of like Jones on Green Bay, who, you know, would be a lot better if he actually, well, yeah, if he could eliminate some of the some of the drops that just killed him at times. I mean, they eliminate big plays at times. Devin and Devin Roma should do, and Jones and Green Bay did that in the past. The drive people absolutely berserk. Uh, yeah, I mean, Aroma Shadu could be an awesome third down or third receiver, I think, you know, if he'd actually hang on to the ball. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sebastian also mentioned about Cook, uh, Chris Cook. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you and Sebastian both, yeah, I mean, good observations there. Chris Cook did have a pretty good game. He got beat on, on that play like you mentioned, yeah, but it's like one of those things where sometimes it's good defense, better offense. That's kind of a basketball term, but it can definitely be a football term out there as well. Uh, well, yeah, I mean Harrison Smith looks looks like it looks like it's his first game, I guess. But that big play, though, that's a that is an encouraging sign because you how many how many times last year did you see a safety make a big play like that, particularly in a big moment in a game? Um, never, <laughs> never. So that is a huge, huge upgrade at the safety position. Even though it's yeah, it looked like his first game, and hey, we got out of it with the win. That's what counts more than anything. Very, very cool thoughts by all you guys. Um, yeah, you also talked about Chad Greenway. I forgot to get to, uh, um, yeah, I mean, both of you, you and uh, Anthony and Brent, or no, not Brent, Bryce, 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 we're talking about Greenway. I forgot to mention it on the Bryce call as well. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, so I'll kind of, like, merge the comment together here for, for both of you. This response is to both of you. Um Greenway, yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys. He can have very good games, and he can be just kind of mediocre. It's a lack of quality tackles at times. I thought he had a very good game, so I agree with both of you on that. Uh, Greenway, yeah, he's an above-average linebacker, in my view. Yes, he's above-average, but he's not this, you know, perennial Pro Bowl, like he's one of the best linebackers in football. I say no, but I do say he's like a B-minus to B linebacker, we'll say We'll, we'll imagine that Pro Bowl is like B plus A minus range. He's just that's not who he is. Um, but he's getting paid like he is. That's what that's where my frustration comes in. Doesn't mean I hate him. I just think he's a little teeny tiny bit, you know, overrated a little bit. Um, and I know I'm not the only person that, that feels that way. It's just one of those. It's just one of those things. I mean, you know, some people love him, some people hate him. That's how that's football. I don't think anybody hates Adrian Peters that except. 
the uh, the, <laughs> the bumbling, fumbling, stumbling, and Mardi Gras garbage. Uh, Bourbon Street, yeah. I don't even want to even talk about that. What the hell am I doing? Sorry to all you listeners for daring to be, be that stupid and bring that up. So I apologize to those of you out there. Phenomenal call-ins, guys. You guys are so awesome. You know, thank you so much. Yes, you guys are really making me work hard now, dang it. This is supposed to be easy. No, nothing's easy in this world. But, yeah, I mean, a little more <laughs> work putting this thing together, getting all these call-ins. Hey, hey, keep calling. <laughs> keep calling. I'll just have to adjust things. <laughs> Maybe less of something and more of the call-ins. Yeah, more involvement from you guys out there. Though you're going to always get my solo conversation, that I'm sure that's why the listeners... Apparently you listen to hear me talk, so thank you for that. But I mean, you're more than welcome to hear yourself talk as well, and hear, you know, and other people would like to hear you <laughs> as well. You're talking to all those guys out there that are currently listening. So thanks again, Bryce. Welcome to the show, or welcome to the call-in lines. Thank you very much for that. And uh, the other three were probably the top three callers in the past of regular calls. Very cool guys. And uh, again, are those of you out there that have been shy to call in? Don't don't be, don't be. Some of you have been listening for maybe a couple of years now, and you haven't called in yet. Come on now, come on now, hop hop, hop on board. So let's uh, anyhow, let's move on. Oh, and by the way, I might want to give you that phone line: two zero nine seven three six seven eight seven seven two zero nine seven three six seven eight seven seven. As mentioned many times in the past, it is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling in for, which is Purple Mafia. And uh, there you go. And of course, I am your host, Joey. So if you want to say my name, it's say, Hey, Joey. (laughs) If you want to. And uh, yeah, thanks again for participating in advance. Those of you that will indeed do so. Facebook group, or Facebook page, excuse me. Facebook page. Facebook page. I believe not not the most active of all time, but not not the least active either. Those of you coming back again, very cool. Um, Brent Jacobson is looking for some, <laughs> some members to his uh, fantasy football league. I'll get that. I'll get on that immediately after the show here. So hopefully in the future you'll already know that I'm on there. Uh, <laughs> enough of that um, on, on my part. Sebastian Ball saying the Vikings are making me hate my purple pride. That was during the game. I believe he's a bit frustrated there. That was probably about half, about the halfway point in the game. He was on his edge of his seat with fourth quarter underway. Yeah, very cool. And then Walsh did what he did. Yep. <laughs> I'll save the uh, rest until I get to the end of the game review. Yes, I will. Except I'll read this part, though. i got to read this one. Let me see that. Yeah, I've been probably... I'm going to... Uh, I'll read what Tony had to say first, though, just because this is kind of interesting. He says, you know what sucks? I currently work Sundays, which means I can't watch games. Oh, I recorded the game with the intention of watching it, but people's excitement was too much, and the result was blown for me, but I got to enjoy the game. Needless to say, I didn't watch it when I got home, but I did watch the highlight reel at Vikings.com. I'm happy for our team, but bummed that I had to miss it, as well as more games this season. All that being said, how about that kicker? Yeah, how about that kicker? Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. Very cool. Yeah, I'll save the other ones till later because they're kind of like post-game thoughts. 
<coughs> excuse me, and I know my voice right now still sucks. Yes, it does very much, actually. So I apologize. My voice is not exactly as, you know, it's not exactly like top condition right now. So again, my 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 apologies for that. Yeah. But now we'll officially kind of get into the game review. We've kind of already been in it for a while with the calls, but they've been kind of bouncing all over. So, yeah, it, you know, it's kind of like, what do you expect? It's two teams that were not very good last year and maybe a little bit better this year. Kind of sloppy, kind of struggling, a very eh, boring kind of first half, to be honest with you. Luckily, though, the Vikings finally got on the scoreboard. I mean, it was a shutout by Jacksonville for pretty much forever until the Vikings finally put together a decent enough drive. Adrian Peterson with a couple of strong runs down the stretch there put the Vikings <laughs> on the scoreboard, a 9-7 record, or score, excuse me, I'm saying 9-7 record. Yeah, that'd be nice if the Vikings got that, but yeah, I'm not jumping to the conclusion yet. Um, Blaine Gabbert, to me, looks like an improved quarterback, though. Especially, I know you know, you noticed that in the first half, but you noticed that in the second half as well. He, he's improved. Um... Some people were saying he's a complete joke, he's a bust, and nothing's going to happen. But I, 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 I got to tell you guys, the Jacksonville Jaguars are better than last year, and there's just no doubt about it. They are a better team than last year. Are they going to be in the playoffs? I highly doubt that, but they're they're definitely got something going on. Um, the Vikings defense, sure, I'm sure they made them look better than they are, but at the same time. What do you do? Jacksonville, I think they're a legit playoff team, honestly. I, I, or excuse playoff team. I think they have a, I think they're a legit team that could become a playoff team later on. Um, Vikings offense struggled mightily most of the first half. Though. I mean, it was just punt, 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 until I mentioned that the Vikings finally got on the scoreboard and Adrian Peterson was able to go through. Vikings finally got to the goal line and got through. Um... <laughs> It was pretty much a joke how long that thing just... It, it took way too long. It was a very good drive, but it finally didn't go to waste. Vikings' Adrian Peterson got in. That was a good time indeed for us. Christian Ponder, though, I mean, you know, a little bit of youth. This was, I believe, early in the... Uh, yes, it was early in the, in the second half. Christian Ponder... You know, showing a little bit of his, a little bit of his kind of rookie, his, his baby feet still. Uh, you know, there are times you gotta get, you gotta just get rid of the ball, just throw it away, and Ponder hung onto the ball for too long and ended up fumbling the ball. You just gotta throw it away sometimes, Christian. I mean, sometimes you don't have to try to run, 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 run every single time. That uh, a, that's how you get hurt, and b, that's how you either make a crazy force play or or get a turnover. Because you're just, you know, you're exposing yourself to that situation. And Ponder did that at one point. But hey, the good news is that's the only turnover of the entire game by the Minnesota Vikings. So that's a good sign right there. Way to hang on to the ball, guys. Yes, way to hang on to the ball. <laughs> Indeed. No doubt about it. The Vikings recovered a fumble at one point during the game, which led to a Blair Walsh field goal. Not a touchdown, a field goal. That was in the uh, fourth quarter, that's right, fourth quarter, it was good times indeed, actually no, that was what led to the uh, Adrian Peterson touchdown, if I remember correctly, that was, uh, it was a good feeling for us folks, it, it really was, I mean, we were dying for something good to happen, 
Vikings actually got the lead in the game. Adrian Peterson getting a second touchdown. And Paul Allen of KFN predicted that Adrian Peterson would get two touchdowns in the first game, and, and he did. Kind of funny how that turned out. The guy has not missed a beat whatsoever. Adrian Peterson has not missed a beat, man. I mean, when you see him out there running with the type of energy that he has, it, it is just unbelievable. And I went as far as to compare him as the LeBron James of football. Yeah. He is the LeBron James of football, folks. <laughs> because he's just so incredibly... <coughs> excuse me. He is so incredibly uh, <clears throat> tough where he can just drive right through people. And the good news is, yeah, I mean, he's there, you're seeing no ill effects of the injury right now. Hopefully he doesn't shorten his career later on, though. That's one thing. Um, that's the one thing to worry about, indeed. There was a time in this game where Christian Ponder, you know, you saw signs of stuff. <laughs> you saw signs of this guy really is, a, a, a starting quarterback, and B, maybe even a stud quarterback as, as he gets further into his career here. Obviously, just the first game of his second season, and he did not play all the games last year, by the way. He didn't open the season, and he didn't close it. He did not. <laughs> I, um, he There was a play where, yeah, he, he called an audible. He called an audible, and next thing you know, he hit, he hit Rudolph deep for about, I believe it was about a 30-yard gain or 38-yard gain. I forget how far. I think it was about 30. Put the Vikings in the red zone, and uh, not bad, you know. <laughs> It, it, it wasn't bad at all. And it's like, this guy's, uh, yeah, getting closer and closer. Getting closer and closer. Unfortunately, that led to a field goal and not a, uh, at that point, led to a field goal that play. Not not a touchdown, but Walsh, Blair Walsh, he's, gonna, he's one of the main stories of this game. One of the main stories of the game. There was a call during the, during the game. Yeah, I keep talking kind of goofy. But, um... Well, I'll get to that in a second. And first and foremost, it was like there was a point in the game when it's like, really, the Jaguars still only have 12 points. This was at a point when the Vikings were up 17 to 2, 12. How could the Jaguars only have 12 points with the way the Vikings defense is just getting carved up? I mean, they were just getting carved up by Glad Gabbard and MGD. Oh, my goodness. Maurice Jones Drew. Maurice Jones Drew. They cannot bring him down. The Vikings could not bring down Maurice Jones-Drew. I mean, it was every time they handed the ball off to the guy, it was just, you know, four to four to eight yards every stinking time. Officially, he was averaged 4.1 a carry, but it must have been every all during time he touched the ball. Shucks, his long was only 11, which is kind of funny. It was just a consistent, he was consistently going forward. You know, that's the, that's the whole point here. He was consistently going forward. If the running back's going forward... You're not stopping. You're not stopping anybody. I mean, that's first grade, kindergarten level football knowledge. That that would take that point right there. I mean, it, it's, hey, come on. The guy was just getting right through us like it was nothing. And, of course, Gabbard, his completion percentage not as sexy as it looked, 59%, but there were some miscues. There were some drop passes by guys like uh, Laurent Robinson. He, he dropped a lot of passes. There were miscues in this game. Justin Blackman held to only 24 yards in this game, which is really hard to believe. Weird. Uh, the way the Vikings, it appeared the Vikings were getting carved up, it's like you look at the receiving numbers and it's like, well, okay, they weren't that good. Cecil Short's numbers were absolutely bloated with that heroic catch later in the game. 
We'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> I was like, what the heck? But Yeah, as I was mentioning, yeah, the 12 points by the Jaguars, and, uh, it was like, why don't they have like 30, the way the Vikings are getting carved up? Uh, there was a call in the game where it's a little bit debated, where Gabbert appeared to be uh, sacked, or had gotten rid of the ball, I believe it was, and Guyan fell on him. He just fell on him. He didn't, like, deliberately knock him. He didn't deliberately, like, hit him late. He just fell on him, and the ref called it. (laughs) It was just one of those deals. The ref called it. uh, The replacement ref, I might add, called for a personal foul or whatever, you know. And then, next thing you know, Jacksonville on a first down, and that kind of changed things. That was a little bit frustrating. Uh, Chad Greenway did deflect a pass during the game as well. That was another key thing, well, just like uh, Smith later on. Greenway was pretty valuable at times. He earned he earned some of his salary. I was making a comment at one point during the game. By the way, my Twitter account is uh, twitter.com forward slash Pro Mafia Show or at Pro Mafia Show. I, I tweet during the game. Sometimes it helps me kind of keep track of what when things happened and such during the game. Help me kind of make the game review a little bit more accurate, you could say, but sometimes it actually might not. So, just giving you a hint there. Uh, Greenway was pretty solid out there at times. In fact, this is probably his best game in maybe, uh, maybe I don't know, in, in, in a while, we'll say. He had some good games last year and not some good games. I think the main theme with Chad Greenway is consistency. Consistency. He's not consistently good. He's just good sometimes and kind of eh, some other times. That's probably where my frustration comes in, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to uh, some comments here that were made on the Twitter account, some mentions during the game, if I can find them. Justin Ro- Justin in Rochester says uh, about the LaCroix guy in call, or no, Alday AP for first says that uh, when I said that Chad Greenway earned some of his money, she said, I I just said he, earn, he earned $18 on the day today so far. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> uh, Justin Rochester says about the Latroy guy in call, he says, one of those that sucks calls. He does not know a QB has been touched, but he didn't need to jump on him. Just touch the guy. And Yeah, I mean, guy in a little bit over aggressive there. And uh, he has not been that good as a starting defensive tackle so far, to be honest. And I, I, I was in love with Guy as a fifth-round pick coming to this team. So productive in such limited time. But as a starter, boy, uh, I don't know. It seems like he makes a lot of penalties and doesn't do much else. You know, he made a lot of penalties last year, and it got kind of old. Rochester commenting about what I said about Chad Greenway. He says, uh, what I was saying, oh, Chad Greenway is definitely not my favorite player. I, I don't know where I said it, but we'll just go from that. Uh, he says, no, I've been saying that for years. Uh, when I, oh, yeah, I think I said, I take it you don't like him. He said, on a good defense, he's the fifth or sixth name you get to. You get two out of 11, solid, not spectacular. Yeah, that's about it with um, Chad Greenway. Solid, not spectacular. That pretty much sums up Chad Greenway in a nutshell right there. So thank you for that, Justin. And when I mentioned that uh, Adrian Peterson was the LeBron James of football, Matt Emer says, LOL, except he's way more humble. Yeah? 
<laughs> I suppose so. You don't hear Adrian Peterson saying the Vikings are going to win five, six, or seven Super Bowls or anything. Um, or two or three would probably be more of the equivalent in football. It's, it's a lot harder to win a Super Bowl, it seems, to win an NBA title. Okay, maybe. Nah, it, it's, it's hard either way. Um, it was... <laughs> Wow, it's been a, uh, okay, what am I even getting through there? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's been a tough run for the Vikings right now, for them trying to win a Super Bowl, we'll just kind of leave that alone. I mentioned that, yeah, I've been a Greenway critic as well, Harvin, yep, we'll get, I mean, yeah, as we continue during the game, I mean, Percy Harvin's value continued to go up, 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 up during the course of the game. With Christian Ponder, yeah, during the second half, it seemed like, uh, I, I don't know, it seemed like five or six consecutive plays were, were thrown to Percy Harvin. And then, oh, now they're going to hand it off to Percy Harvin. And now they're throwing to Percy Harvin. It's just unbelievable how things went with this guy. I mean, the, the value of Percy Harvin is off the charts right now. And, yeah, reason to believe, now we're seeing why Percy Harvin was frustrated back around June when he was thinking he wanted to be traded. I mean, a lot of us were scared to death. It's because <laughs> give him the damn ball. I mean, I, I gotta think that was the number one complaint Percy Harvin had. It wasn't necessarily because the offensive schemes were bad, but it's like give me the damn ball. You got Jerome Simpson, you seem to be all in love with him now, and you're forgetting about me. And then you draft Jarius Wright, who's semi-similar to me, you know, in terms of he's kind of a slot receiver type. Well, what about me? I, I've got more value than all these guys. I'm better than all of them. I, I, I'm a pro bowler. And yeah, he's going to be a pro bowler, all right, if he can stay healthy and, you know, solve that migraine headache garbage. This guy, <laughs> this guy, Percy Harvin, is going to go down as one of the greatest players to ever don a purple jersey. And <laughs> I've, been a, I, I, I've been a minor critic of Harvin for a while. They're thinking, like, it seemed like he's just so inconsistent, especially early on in his career, where, up oh, here's a kick return touchdown, and then the next week he has a migraine, and the week after that he's mediocre again. He's mediocre, barely visible, and then he gets a, you know, the next week again, he just explodes again. And I got kind of tired of the massively inconsistent peaks and valley type of play. Um, Percy Harvin, there was nothing majorly explosive in the game. It was just overall greatness. The guy's value is unbelievable. And I'll say it one more time. Percy Harvin will go down as one of the greatest Vikings to ever don the, the purple jersey or the per, the horns or whatever you want to say. He's going to be a legend on the, uh, with the Minnesota Vikings if he can continue anything like he, he appears to be. Because, I mean, he can, he can be like a Chester Taylor for this team in a third and, and long situation. He can catch, make somebody miss. Oh, now it's a 12-yard gain on a third and eight. And let's move those chains, baby. And the next thing you know, he hand off to Percy Harvin, and he breaks loose for an eight-yard gain. And then here we go. Percy Harvin up the middle, makes the one guy miss, makes another. Oh, 28-yard gain. You know, I mean, that's that's what Percy Harvin is becoming. I mean, he already was that, but now he's absolutely becoming that kind of guy. He, he is a go-to stud. An absolute go-to stud. And yes, like we said, he's like the third down running back now, I believe, for this team. <laughs> it's not Toby Gerhardt. It's Percy Harvin. Absolutely. 
He's absolutely the third running back as well. Not third down, but third running back in a lot of ways. He had 84 receiving yards. He had 20 rushing. <laughs> Seemed like it'd be even more than that. But uh, six receptions and just an overall stud game for him. Kyle Rudolph, very valuable. You can just see that coming a mile away. Devin Aroma should do outstanding in this game. And it all comes back to Christian Ponder, who also was outstanding in this game. Completing 20 of 27 passes, 270 yards. Kind of funny how those 20 and 27 kind of combining there a little bit. That was kind of funny looking. (laughs) He was only sacked twice, thank God, and a quarterback rating of 100.5. Did not throw a touchdown in the game because Adrian Peterson and Blair Walsh did all the scoring in this game. (laughs) Peterson with two touchdowns and Blair Walsh with 100 field goals. Okay, not 100, but quite a few. In fact, three. No? <laughs> Make it four. Four field goals for Blair Walsh. Two extremely clutch field goals. The Vikings were maintaining kind of off and on five point lead in that fourth quarter. They were up 14 to 12 after Scobie kicked a field goal to cut the lead to two. I was like, that's kind of a weird number. And Blair Walsh, the Vikings, yep, that was after that Kyle Rudolph play. Blair Walsh got a 20-yard chip shot field goal. The Vikings just could not get in. Adrian Peterson was stopped, unfortunately. And then down came the Jaguars with kind of another drive where it's just the Vikings' defense wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't that good. They were continuing to... Jacksonville was moving the chains consistently. Led to a fairly long field goal by Scobie. Two-point game again. And then the Vikings... Yeah, I mean, they were just ex- exchanging field goal drives. Vikings got a distance, got a field goal drive, making it 2015, and then, well, <laughs> a lot of a couple of punts. The teams exchanged a couple of punts down the stretch. Next thing you know, here come the Jaguars. They complete a pass or two, I believe, and then all of a sudden, he's like, "What the hell?" You know, Blaine Gabbert's Blaine Gabbert's almost sacked. And then he heaves the ball up in the air. It's like, uh, it's like that guy's not going to catch it or anything. He's not going to catch it, but then there's a little bit of separation from, I believe it was Chris Cook, yes. Yes, it was Chris Cook. A little bit of separation all of a sudden at the last second, and he, he caught it on the sideline in the end zone. It's like, oh, flip Saunders. <laughs> Fill in the blanks there. you got to be kidding me. Only 20 seconds left in the game. We just lost, but, oh, I suppose it's a three-point game and not a five-point game. It was five points pretty much, yeah, forget about it. we got to do one of those Hail Marys. Those those never work. Like, one in a billion chance those ever work. Oh, that was disappointing. But, no, it wasn't actually a... Th- it was a two-point, or it would have been a two-point game if the Jaguars made a, uh, a, uh... Did the extra point. They elect to go for two. Gabbard hits Justin Blackman like it's nothing. 23-20, 20 seconds left. The only hope is that the Vikings can uh, get in field goal range here. And it's not going to be easy to do. <laughs> there was a touchback, and next thing you know, Christian Ponder is doing his best Tom Brady impression. Yeah, yes he was. Completing passes to Devin Aroma Shadu. Yes, that's right, Devin Aroma Shadu. <laughs> Making some clutch catches there. Making a clutch catch along the way. I mean, I think there was, yeah, it was him and Kyle Rudolph, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. I think Michael Jenkins actually made one of the big catches down the stretch, if I remember right. Um, I didn't write it down. It's just one of those things, and it's been a few days now, so forgive me for that. 
but uh, you get the guest. I mean, a couple, it was just about two or three passes, and next thing you know, actually, yeah, it was only two passes, if I remember correctly. Only two passes, one to Aroma Shadu, and I believe one to Jenkins. Yeah, a 16-yard gain, if I remember correctly. And so the Vikings go from a 60-yard, <laughs> from 60-yard range, after the Aroma Shadu catch, to the next guy. <laughs> Suddenly, we're, it would be a 55-yard attempt. Yeah. And the Vikings have to go for it here. I mean, there's no choice. The time is expiring. There's seven seconds left. Okay, let's get the kicker on the field. Well, it's indoors. The guy's young, and we got rid of Longwell because we figure his leg strength is not the same as it used to be. Blair Walsh's leg strength is the thing of legends, according to some people. And the kick is high enough, and it's deep enough, and gosh darn it. <laughs> Is accurate. 55 yards, ladies and gentlemen. First game as a professional. As a kicker, ladies and gentlemen. A kicker. Easier said than done. Kicks the Vikings into overtime. 55 yards out. Yeah. It was indoors. I understand that. And that makes it a little bit easier. But that is some clutch stuff right there. By both quarterback and kicker. And the yes receiver. Devin Aroma should do especially. Huge with that 26-yard reception he had in that fourth quarter. He was, Devin Aromashadu was wonderful in the game. Three catches, 61 yards. Hey, man. I'll take that each and every week out of Devin. He would have a 1,000 yards if he did that. So keep it up, Devin. Keep it up. I like Devin Aromashadu. Excuse me for the noise there. I always have, actually. He just needs to hang on to the gosh darn football, and gosh darn it, he did. That's what was so exciting about that. That was a, just a very strong finish by the Vikings there. And the next thing you know, <laughs> here come the overtime people. Oh, yeah. It's time. Yep, and of course the rules changed. Yes, the rules did change. Regardless, if you, if you go down the field and kick a field goal, well, the other team has a chance. If they kick another field goal, then you get the ball back and blah, 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 blah. If they score a touchdown, the game's over. If either team scores a touchdown on the first two drives, it is a it, it's the ball game, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, for once, for the first time maybe ever, the Vikings actually win a toss. They get the ball. They well, they don't march down the field, but there's an impressive completion that Roma should do again. <laughs> Devin Roma should do. All of his catches were late in the game, and they were all big time. Thank you again for that, Mr. Aroma Shadu. Just like they were against the Vikings in the Bears game back in 09. Oh, Aroma Shadu had the game of his life that night with Jay Cutler. Um, but yeah, another fairly deep completion to Aroma Shadu. Gets the Vikings in decent field goal range this time, not 55 yards out. Blair Walsh, well, he made the 55 yard, but can he make this one to put the Vikings ahead? Yeah, you betcha. 38 yards out, Blair Walsh. Split the uprights, baby. I mean, that thing was right down Broadway, as you like to say. Beautiful kick by Blair Walsh. Hell of a way to start your career. Game-tying kick, game-winning kick. And, of course, again, 55 yards and almost 40 on the second one. Indoors or not. They, those were, they, they were big time, and he looked great. And uh, that is a massive confidence builder early on in the career of the young Blair Walsh. And it sure the hell makes the Vikings front office look damn good, at least for one day. Letting go one of the great kickers of all time and bring in this, this rookie 
who's got a strong leg but had an uh, inaccurate, <laughs> inaccurate one last year in college. Pretty accurate so far. Four for four and two for two in clutch. Uber-duber clutch situations. Again, congratulations to the East Front Office for that move. So far. So far. Of course, yep, here come the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, yeah, it just didn't work out. <laughs> Another miscue, a couple of miscues by uh, Blaine Gabbert and Laurent Robinson just didn't work out. Last play, Gabbert like overthrew Laurent Robinson, or Robinson didn't read the play correctly, didn't go deep, just kind of, just kind of, just didn't, <laughs> just didn't do a good job, and it was just a misplay. Blair Walsh let out a word that you. Can't, that I can't say on the radio, but you could read his lips pretty easily when he saw that pass go over Laurent Robinson into the into no man's land. Yeah, you can fill in the blank there, but we'll just leave that alone. A nice win for the Vikings. Not a spectacular win, but it's one of those games where if you lose at home to Jacksonville to open up the season, well, there you go again. <laughs> yep, well, there you go again. <laughs> I would think this would be a four-win season for the Vikings at best. I hate to say it to be really negative, but that would have been a confidence crusher for this football team. I'm still saying they win 6 or 7. I'm not going to say they're going to win 9, 10, 11 or anything. But um, I do think that this, uh, I do think that uh, a loss would have absolutely crushed their confidence. I mean, they would have might have gone 3 and 13 again, honestly. It would have been that bad of a loss. You know, and sorry for that. I was just checking something there. <laughs> sorry for the clicking sound. And no, I didn't pause it. I just saw how much time is left to her. How much time has already expired here. <laughs> how long the show is, is what I'm trying to say. Wow, almost an hour already. Um, yeah, that's what happens when I get call-ins. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for calling in. I mean, so many call-ins, I should say. Keep calling. Those of you out there that haven't called in, you're more than welcome to. So with that, we're going to take a quick break, and then we will briefly preview the game of the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, my... And we are back here on episode number 117 of Purple Mafia. Thank you again for listening. Always welcome on board. Yep, that was a reminder for iPod users or other MP3 players. Real quick before I get to the preview, <laughs> I forgot to mention some of you guys. Uh, there were a couple of uh, comments there. Sebastian Walsh saying, Walsh, 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 about the, <laughs> the great kicks by Walsh. Very, very awesome stuff indeed. Nick Borboom, Nicholas Borboom says uh, what a way to win it what a way to win a game huh the rookie kicker sends us into overtime and win it for the Vikings too a nice way to start a season and you are so right Nick that is uh it was a, an awesome awesome start to the season especially for that young man's career thank you for that uh, thank you for that message always keep keep posting Nick and don't be afraid to call in sometime of course, an old high school buddy of mine and a current buddy of mine as well. <laughs> we'll just say that's where I first met him long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Dan Taylor says, let's let's all savor this moment. 
The Vikings are tied for first in the NFC North, and the Packers are in fourth place. Oh my goodness, isn't that unbelievable? Dylan Richardson, uh, it shows from my show, but yeah, he says Dylan. It's Dylan Richardson. It says Vikings and Bears fans unite in celebration of a Packers loss. Hee <laughs> hee, and yeah, how could I disagree with that? How could I disagree with that? The Packers sole possession of last place. Oh yeah, unbelievable, isn't it? And it just might continue if the Bears, the Bears, can defeat the Green Bay Packers tomorrow night or tonight, you could say, depending on when you're listening to this show. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably listening to the show Thursday or Friday, whatever. Um, <laughs> very cool. Uh, if the Bears do win that game, that'd be unbelievable. And of course, I'm going to be cheering for them. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you dang right I am. You dang right I am. They're my second favorite team in the NFC North, so without a doubt. And uh, the Packers, they were highly the least favorite team of almost everybody listening. <laughs> that would be pretty damn cool. Nice to hear from you, Dan. Very cool. Hopefully, hopefully you'll be available to keep posting on there. That would be great. I mean, he's one of the great posters, man. A lot of always has good stuff to say. Lots of people clicking like on that comment as well because it's a hey. That's just yeah. We're savoring the moment still to this day, and we're going to continue savoring it. Should the Minnesota Vikings be in sole possession of first place? Because of the Bears' win, well, oh, I guess we wouldn't be in sole possession at first. Damn, we'd be tied with the Bears at two and zero. If the Packers win, we would be <laughs> we'd be in sole possession at first. Should the Vikings defeat the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday, which is where we're heading right now, yeah. If the Col- or if the Vikings beat the Colts and the Packers beat the Bears, yeah, first place. Because I don't think Detroit's beating San Francisco. Sorry, I don't think so. And Jim Harbaugh, go ahead and slap uh, old Jim Schwartz in the back again as hard as you want because, yeah, he's a pretty annoying guy. <laughs> Harbaugh can be kind of annoying too, unfortunately, at least with his handshakes. Phenomenal coach. Just his handshakes suck, I guess, according to, like, everybody, I guess. Everybody's got to have something to complain about, about somebody, despite how good they are. <laughs> ain't, it so true? ain't it so true, man? Ain't it so true? Yeah. But we'll just move back to, uh, let's get to Indianapolis and Chicago. A rematch. Oh, yeah. For, like, far cry from it. But, yeah, a, technically a rematch of the uh, the Super Bowl many years ago in 2006. Lovey Smith versus uh, Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy ended up being the winner. Because either way, it was going to be the very first black coach to coach a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> it was going to be Lovey Smith or Tony Dungy, and unfortunately for Mr. Lovey Smith and the Bears, who I was definitely cheering for in that game, ended up being the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, but congratulations, Dungy's a wonderful guy, wonderful indeed, and an understudy of him is Leslie Frazier, our current coach, and of course he was with the, that team literally as their secondary guy at one point. Indianapolis, of course, a very, very different team than just just even, just even a couple years ago now, 2009. Completely different team from that year. The Bears looking very good, though, with a 41-21 victory over those Colts. Andrew Luck making his NFL debut, completing 51% of his passes, but still eclipsing 309 yards. But he did get three interceptions. You know, kind of similar to Peyton Manning's start to his career. He got a trillion yards and a trillion interceptions in his first year or two of his vaunted career. <laughs> Very, yeah, I mean, he threw, like, a lot of everything. 
A lot of touchdowns, a lot of interceptions in his rookie year did. Before I mentioned Peyton Manning, who was a damn good quarterback his whole career with those Colts. Yeah, it's the Andrew Luck era. I mean, it's literally Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. Of course, last year was definitely a tribulation in a big way for, for the Colts. Oh, I mean, oh, the quarterback situation last year was one to forget. Oh, my Lord. And boy, did uh, Peyton Manning actually look pretty good with those Colts. Yeah, his first year, because I, I, I have to look this up just for curiosity. Yeah, he did throw up for a lot of yards and a lot of interceptions in his first year. 26 touchdowns, 26, 28 interceptions, 3,739 yards. So, yeah, full-time starter type. Numbers, quarterback rating of only 71.2. So, yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck kind of probably going to have a similar type of year. Probably not as many touchdown passes, I'll say, but uh, the interception total is probably going to be high. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. I mean, I, I just had to look at that, just for curiosity's sake. Uh, you know, I know you don't want to compare the two, but I think right now it's, it's kind of a safe comparison. You know, elite number one classic, old-fashioned type pocket-casting quarterbacks. It's just the way it is with that. It's just the way, you know, I mean, you know, I, I think that's what's going to happen. apologize if the audio is getting choppy there. Um, but, yeah, and Andrew Luck, I... <laughs> it's going to be kind of fun to see how Andrew Luck and Christian Ponder square off against it. It's going to be, uh... It's gonna be it's gonna be nice to watch. Unless you can kind of compare the two, see what's what the differences are, what the improvements are. <laughs> or I mean, yeah, Andrew Luck long term is probably gonna be a stud in this league, but he obviously is not there yet. But clearly, the tools are absolutely there for him. I think he will have a uh, phenomenal career with the Colts, and they're gonna be back in the playoffs again someday. It may take a few years, but. When it does happen, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be big time. So officially, the very first touchdown pass of Andrew Luck's career went to Donnie Avery. So there's a uh, a uh, trivia answer for people 15 years down down the road. Overall, though, I mean, there ain't much to talk about with these Colts. They pass way too much, and partially, yeah, they were down the whole game. That's partially why. You can't really run the ball when you're down by like 14, 15 points, 14, 21 points, whatever, the whole game. So, I mean, they officially, their leading rusher was Donald Brown with only nine rushes in the game. Andrew Luck rushed twice, and Vic Ballard, who I've never heard of, rushed four times for a whole lot of nothing. Um, So the running game, really non-existent, but again, they were behind. The Colts were playing in Soldier Field as well. Not uh, the best conditions for a quarterback, historically. That's for doggone sure with those swirling winds. I mean, that's probably why the great quarterbacks don't go to Chicago very much. Thought about that before, huh? Um, Indianapolis Colts, though, I mean, I... I really think the Vikings can win this game. I, I don't see why not, honestly. I, I don't see why they can't win this game. I think the Vikings are a little bit better than the Colts at this point. I mean, the Colts were so bad last year, it was unbelievable, and most of those guys are back. Of course, the quarterback is... You know, he, he, his feet are, he, he, he got his feet wet in this first game against a fairly tough defense in the Bears. Uh, Vikings defense won't be as good as Chicago's. Uh, the Colts, you know, it's probably going to be a pretty high-scoring game. In fact, if, if it's not a high-scoring game, I'll be quite surprised, to be honest with you. 
I mean, you got the pa- the potential potential passing attack of the Colts, and Christian Ponder's accuracy has gotten better, and you got the run between Adrian Peterson and the versatility of Percy Harvin. It's a it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a shootout, I think, over over in Indianapolis. In Lucas Lucas uh, Lucas Oil, is that what it's called? Lucas Oil Field. Excuse me, forgive me. I'm getting kind of kind of loopy here. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when you work late. But uh, it's just one of those deals. It's it's going to be a shootout, though, in my mind. It's going to be down to which quarterback can be more clutch than the other. Which one is more ready? And right now, I guess that guy is Christian Ponder. Right now, and of course, which one has better a better running game to go with him? Should the Vikings have the lead, you got a much better running game. The ball, the Baltimore Colts. Yeah, whoa, Joey, that's about thirty years too late. The uh, <laughs> Indianapolis Colts. I mean, Donald Brown isn't garbage, but he isn't good either. He's kind of a backup even though he was a first-round pick in 2009, certainly not looking like one over his career at all. Looks very much like a Joseph Adai type, to be honest with you, with about 600-yard type seasons in his career, 500, 600-yard type seasons. Nothing to really be excited about. So whichever team is ahead, i got to think they're going to be in good... Uh, I, I, I think the Vikings would have a better chance to hang on to the lead only because the running game is going to be a lot stronger for Minnesota. The Colts' defense is nothing, just like their, uh, you know, the Colts' defense is virtually garbage right now. The Bears just walked all over them all day. They have a good offense, but it's not that good, you know. It's not 40-point good, you know, every week, maybe once in a while. Uh, they the Cutler passed all over that team, and i got to think Ponder is going to look fairly good going against this team. The only, the only thing is, it's a road game. It's a little bit tougher, a little bit tougher situation. You don't have the crowd behind you on every single play. In fact, they're going to be completely against you the whole time, <laughs> for the most part. Um, a- Andrew Luck will be a great quarterback, but probably not. I, don't know, I, I, I think his numbers will be better against us than they were against the Bears, <laughs> unfortunately. The yards will maybe be the same, but the accuracy, I think, is going to be higher, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a couple touchdown passes in this game, but look for Christian Ponder to have a pretty uh, a pretty good game. I mean, uh, he's going to eclipse 300 yards, and he just might get two to three, and he just might even get three touchdown passes in this game. He got zero last game. Don't be surprised if Ponder comes out of this game with three touchdown passes. That's right, I said it. Uh, Adrian Peterson should get one, so that would put the Vikings at least at 28 points. Maybe a couple field goals added on. It's going to be a shootout, folks. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. I say Minnesota wins 35-31 in Lucas Oil. The Minnesota Vikings, ladies and gentlemen, 2-0. and And this is from a guy who is an objective fan. An objective fan of the NFL. Not, I'm not just a Viking fan. I'm an NFL fan. So I have to come behind this microphone and be objective. Not just come out and be, Yay, man, purple Kool-Aid, baby. We're going to beat the 49ers next week. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're going to be two and zero, but let's yeah, let's let's uh, the victory parade is going to be slowed down pretty quick, barring some type of miracle beyond human recognition <laughs> in week three against San Francisco. So yeah, just trying not. There's proof, like, folks. I do not drink purple Kool Aid for anybody. Maybe about twenty years ago, I I did a little bit, and then it's like, why am I drinking purple Kool Aid when they keep breaking my heart in the postseason, or they keep. Failing to achieve expectations. 
can't do that, folks. Can't do that. <laughs> if you're a football fan, you can't do that because you're going to have a heart attack. Um, Reggie Wayne, though, yeah, the guy is just phenomenal. Oh, my God, is he phenomenal. That's probably the scariest part of the whole game here. I mean, Re- Reggie Wayne, Chris Cook, your work is cut out for you, buddy. You better, <laughs> you better be as good, if not better. I mean, you better be better, to be honest, in this game than you were in the Jacksonville game. As, as good as he was, he's going to have to be better against the Colts because, yeah, Reggie Wayne and Andrew Luck have something going. And, and, and Kobe Fleener, who I know not much about, he's kind of an emerging youngster. Kobe Fleener, yeah. Well, in fact, he's the second-round pick of the Colts. That was his first game, actually, with the Colts. 82 yards. Nice debut for him with Andrew Luck. Same draft class. Reggie Wayne, who has been in the league a little while now and is extremely talented. Hey, a perfect a perfect uh, go-to guy for Andrew Luck. Because, gosh, darn it, Reggie Wayne's a veteran now. I remember when he was considered a youngster. <laughs> Not anymore. He's in his 30s already. Perfect. A, a perfect veteran go-to receiver for Andrew Luck. So yeah, that's my greatest fear going into the game. Andrew Luck combining with Reggie Wayne. There's no doubt about it. It ain't handing the ball off to Mualdi Moore, that's for sure. <laughs> Mualdi Moore is on the Colts. Oh, isn't that precious? So yeah, Vikings again. 35-31. They win in a shootout. We're going to have a lot of statistics in this football game on both sides. Hopefully we get some sacks in the game. We got a couple by uh, yeah, Aaron Henderson and Chris Cook. He's got a sack against Jacksonville. Hopefully the Vikings can get more than two sacks going into week two. We'll see how that goes. Colts defensive line, that's their biggest threat, really, is their defensive line. Their secondary, uh, no. It's not a threat at all. I think I think Ponder's going to have a good game as long as that defensive line doesn't uh, attack Ponder too much. The offensive line by the Vikings looked fantastic against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is an encouraging sign, indeed. And before I go, I have to mention this, just because I, it's the right thing to do. And I'm sorry I didn't do this earlier in the show, but, you know, talking about the Vikings going on and on and on and on and on and on, like I'm known to do. <laughs> of course, and what, I'm, what I hope you guys enjoy about the show sometimes. But, uh, yeah, yesterday, I, I was going to record the show yesterday, but, of course, as I mentioned, I wasn't feeling good. I mentioned on the Facebook page. Wasn't feeling good. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show, by the way. Um, yeah, I wasn't feeling good, but uh, this is what I was going to do on the show yesterday and I will do now. Yesterday was September 11th, and it is the 11th anniversary of that very, very, very fateful day, very surreal day. And I, For one, I cannot believe it's been that long already. <laughs> Though, yeah, uh, it's and it's unbelievable that it's been that long, but it's a day none of us will ever really forget. And uh, out of respect to those who, those whose lives were lost, and those of you who may have known somebody whose life were lost, and the family members who went through that, and of course the firefighters and the the, the civilians that did, and, and the policemen and all that that did everything they could to save as many lives as they could, and especially those ones that saved lives that didn't make it themselves. That is just heartbreaking when you think about that. Unbelievable. All the hell that was going on in that bil- in those buildings was terrible. Just so sad. And uh, I'm going to close the show here with a moment of silence. Thank you again to those of you out there. And uh, 
for those first responders out there that did what you could. And uh, rest in peace to those of you that uh, did not make it through that horrible event. So yes, as mentioned, it's time to close the show. Thank you again, those of you out there for listening. Uh, do <laughs> well. We're gonna, as Dylan mentioned on the previous show, he's looking to nuke the uh, message boards and turn them into links to the Facebook pages. So I guess, out of respect to the, yeah, because it was just filled with too much spam, and we do deeply apologize for that. It's just so much, so much spam, and it's too hard to keep up with. So we're turning it into the Facebook page, folks. Promo Mafia. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Do go to that page, click like, and comment. Just like the many others that did comment. Uh, at Purple Mafia Show dot, or at Purple Mafia Show, excuse me, is the Twitter account. Do give that a follow. Would appreciate it also very much. And uh, 209736 7877. 209736 7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what show you're calling into, which is, of course, Purple Mafia. And, um, statement, shout out, question, comment, whatever. Welcome aboard. You're more than, <laughs> more than welcome. You're always wanted on this show. And again, thanks to those of you that did call in today. Meant oh so much to me. And, um, keep calling. And those new guys out there that haven't called in yet, call in. Nobody's, no, <laughs> there's nothing to be afraid of. No reason to be shy. We're here for you, boys. We're here for you. And, and ladies, let's get our first female caller, huh? Why not, huh? We don't bite. We don't bite. We're, we're, we're nice guys. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, thanks again, Dylan Richardson, for making this show possible. And we're going to have you on board as soon as possible, especially when it's Chicago Bears and Vikings time again. Oh, yeah. So that's a quick shout-out to him. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will be back with the 2-0 Vikings. They better be 2-0, damn it. <laughs> Forgive my French, but uh, we will be back. Uh, I I, I kind of like the uh, setup. Actually, I almost it's almost a good idea to record on a Wednesday because all of your calls got in and they were all about the game, the current game, not about the previous week's game. So I just might record a Wednesday from now on. We'll see. We'll see how things go. But I'm kind of thinking that, that might be not a bad idea. But yeah, call in as early as you can though. Try to call in on like the Monday or the Sunday afternoon, right, right after the game. There you go. That's a quick thing. I hope you're still listening. So yeah, there you go. Alright. Uh, <laughs> I'll finally mercifully give you guys a break from me for a week. Now, <laughs> take care everybody. We'll be back with the 2-0 Vikings. Mm-hmm.